spot it reminds me of the music from uh Jungle Hunt, I think it was, the Atari game. Was it was it Atari? One of those games had had music that went like that boom, bop, bop, boom, bop. Nah, I can't remember. <laughs> We're just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah, it was all just a figment of my imagination. <laughs> all right, here we go. Bop, bop, bop. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Geeking Squad podcast here on the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm, of course, your host, Larry Roberts. Uh, this freezing icicle next to me, because it's not even that cold, but, of course, as usual, she's always cold. She's over here bundled up and shivering and stuff. I gotta do what I got to do to stay warm here. <laughs> she's Next, she's going to be starting fires on the table and stuff, <laughs> and roasting marshmallows. And it's uh, none other than... Megan Guess. And, uh, yeah, so the Geeking Squad Podcast, if you're back, welcome back. Happy to have you back listening to our stupid asses talk about stuff again. <laughs> but if this is your first time listening to us, uh, this is a show that we basically talk about all the pop culture stuff that's going on lately that geeks like the two of us and hopefully you as well enjoy and like to think about and talk about and gossip about. And- well, I think they do because we get most of this information from our Geeking Squad group on Facebook. Yeah, that's and true. That's all of you guys. So. That's true. Yep. That's true. Yeah, we have a group on Facebook called the Geeking Squad group, and it's free and open for everybody to join as long as you're not a lame dick. (laughs) We don't talk politics. We don't talk religion. Yes, exactly. Just the geeky stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And people share funny memes and we have polls and all that kind of stuff. And we feature that here on the show. We cherry pick all the best stuff from the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and we talk about it here on the show yeah i think we're just gonna jump right into it let's Let's, just get right into we're just gonna i'm ready to shaking with it just dive into it right just 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 dive dive. (laughs) (laughs) so this uh, we've been doing this together way too long now (laughs) yeah we have we really have none of this is scripted at all we're just you we're We're just slap happy here yeah we're uh we're geeks in sync here But uh, yeah, this first segment is a segment that we talk about all the kind of new stuff coming out of Hollywood and coming out of music and different things going on online. And it is called. What's shaking, bacon? (laughs) It never gets old. Good. You still like it? I still like it. All right. Well, that's sticking around. Yeah, because we're talking about maybe changing up some of the music and stuff on here. Well, in the future. But I think shaking bacon is going to have to stick around. Always. All right. So as always, when we start with Shake and Bacon, uh, we like to do a little tribute, a little remembrance of people that recently have been lost. And one of the biggies, uh, at least for people that are up in my age bracket and older, was that Marty Croft, one of the brothers of the famous Sid and Marty Croft duo that produced such children's classics like Land of the Lost, H.R. Puffin Stuff, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, The Bugaloos, all that all that stuff from the early 70s, all that really kind of weird, trippy, <laughs> almost psychedelic children's programming that, that a lot of us grew up on. Um, yeah, Marty Croft passed away at the age of 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died of kidney failure, apparently, mm-hmm. so... Okay. You know, eighty six. You made a pretty good, good run, pretty yeah. good run of it. You know, but uh, nice legacy for everybody. Yeah, absolutely, legacy for sure. Because he was referred to as the king of Saturday mornings because he and his brother produced all that stuff. Now, I was a little young 
for some of it, but I did catch a lot of like the reruns of things. So I was familiar with Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and Land of the Lost, Puff and stuff, all that kind of stuff. But by the time I saw it, it was probably already like in rerun. Although there Syndication was, or something? Yeah, yeah. There okay. was other stuff that, that they, they had moved on to and was doing. I mainly knew the Croft brothers and I associated them with the stuff they did later in the 70s where they did a lot of the primetime variety shows, those things like the Donnie and Marie show, which I was a big fan of. I had I had the Donnie and Marie dolls. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I had the dolls. And they were, I watched them every week, you know, and mm-hmm. I was all into music. So, it, you know, when I was three years old or whatever it was, when I got those things, they, you know, I thought they were pretty cool. Still think they're kind of cool. And I, they also did another show that I really liked. I remember watching all the time with my parents was Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell sisters. Do you know Barbara Mandrell? Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. Country uh, music singer. She and her s- sisters, they had their own variety show for a season or two there. Yeah, that I, th- I did not know. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was great. That's how most of us back then knew you. That would have been just before your time. Cause that probably was like around 1979, 1980. Oh, okay, so yeah. Yeah, you were just coming around right around then. But uh, Twinkle in my parents' eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, the Crofts, they also got started working on one of my favorite things of all time. They kind of, how they sort of got into, I think, the children's television thing was they worked on the Banana Splits Adventure Hour. Okay. <laughs> I loved the Banana Splits, man. God, I love that show. And it's so funny because Banana Splits was such a... It's even now, like people know about the banana splits. They even did that horrible, like horror remake of it mm-hmm. not too long ago, which is bullshit, but whatever. But people still know about banana splits. Banana splits only lasted like two years. That's it, really? Yeah, it wasn't around that long. It was oh. only around for a couple of years. Same with things like H.R. Puffin stuff. Like those shows did not last long in their initial airing. But what happened was they would air in reruns and stuff. And again, when I learned about the Banana Splits, they were rerunning it later in the 70s on uh, Channel 32 here in Chicago on WFLD. And I would watch those reruns all the time. And it was funny because one of the things that I remember the most about this was I did not realize they weren't current. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when I was watching them, like I thought it was new. It was new to me. I mean, I was only, again, I was only like three, four, five years old right. or whatever. So to me, like Banana Splits, like, oh no, this is a new show. <laughs> and it's like, no, dude, this was, this came out back in like 1968. At this point, it was like 1977 or something like that. You know, mm. when I was watching it, 76, 77, yeah, it's old by now. At that point, it was pretty old. I didn't know that. So I was always like waiting for new episodes. Aww. Like, when are they going to have new episodes? And when are they, you know, like all this stuff. And like, nobody explained to me. I just, I didn't know that it was like, nope, that's it, man. Those whatever 20 episodes or whatever you've seen a bazillion times now, that's all oh, you're, you're getting... going to get, bro. <laughs> like, that's it. But anyway, yeah, that was, uh, that was Sid and Marty Croft. That's what they did was they made all that kind of stuff, you know? And um, I love it. It's still popular. Mm-hmm. It's still got a following. People still talk about Land of the Lost. And then they made movies later with Will Ferrell did that <laughs> Land of the Lost movie. I like that one, actually. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> silly. So anyway, so to Mr. Marty Croft, you know, we salute you and thank you for all the amazing entertainment. And, uh, you know, you were a pioneer because that stuff that you came out with was uh, pretty revolutionary, man. I mean, they're, they're still making content nowadays that 
takes and borrows from what's the the Croft Brothers stuff, you know, originated. So that's pretty cool. Nice. And speaking of the Croft Brothers, they actually had a uh, they had a little tiff in the 1970s. I don't know if you knew about this, but they took issue with McDonald's. Because when McDonald's started doing their whole McDonald land thing, when they had the Grimace and oh, the yeah. Fry Guys and all that, the Croft Brothers went, wait a minute, this is an awful lot like what we've created. And from what I understand, there might be more to it. I'm sure maybe anybody out there, if you can direct me to an article or a video or something. So I've read this stuff years ago, but... I think at one point McDonald's and the Croft brothers had possibly been in talks about working together and then McDonald's just sort of like went off and did their own thing, but very obviously similar. Yeah. Very obviously just kind of ripping off the Croft brothers with the whole McDonald blend thing and stuff. So interesting. But one of the things that McDonald's did come up with that is still popular is their characters and the McNugget Buddies. <laughs> I love the McNugget Buddies. They're pretty awesome. They're awesome. They're adorable. We just recently were showing them off because we got some uh, mm-hmm. Funko Pops of, yeah. of McNugget Buddies. Literally guys. just showed it off. Yep, exactly. Well, here's the good news. The McNugget Buddies are back. <laughs> and they're going to be part of adult Happy Meals. That's so freaking cool. That is amazing yeah because i saw i i saw the mcnugget buddies were coming back i just assumed it was for the kids meals nope. and then when i saw adult happy meals i was like what yeah and Are i love serious that, now and i love that the adult happy meals you can either get like what is it the 10 piece nugget or a big mac i'm yeah. like oh man yeah I, i'll oh. be getting that like every day i know for lunch just because i can have a happy meal and I want the McNugget, McNugget buddies. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, we need those McNugget buddies here in the studio. We definitely do. They had tried doing something like that before, and they came out with those ones, that, but they had like the four eyes. I remember us oh. talking about it on here like a while back. They tried to get all artsy with it no. because, again, they cannot figure out that the adults, like, we don't want, we don't need it to be artsy. <laughs> it's like, well, we can't just give these toys to adults, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes you, you can. can. Yes, you can. Pay this attention. This is like the perfect time because there's so much nostalgia now for like the 90s and 80s stuff. So this is like, they're catching on. We talked about this before. Right. This is being done right. Yes. They are marketing this perfectly and we are going to eat it up. Literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. We're going to sell them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And well, I think they're figuring it out because they recently came out with the buckets, you know, uh-huh. they, they brought back the Halloween the buckets, buckets and those yeah. things. Yeah, those things went crazy. Everybody was buying them up and it was all adults. It's like, that's what I was saying before. I don't understand why these executives and whomever's in charge, why they can't take a step back. It's like they don't have the um the awareness of what's going on around them that they keep taking these restaurants like mcdonald's and making them look more drab and (laughs) droll and all this and going well but that's what adults want and it's no it's not not anymore man this is this isn't you know this isn't the 1950s you know like it's not a bunch of adults coming in in suits and ties and are very you know very serious (laughs) like i'm not going to eat a sandwich that's being sold to me by a by a stupid clown i could not do that it's like (laughs) 
dude, come on. It's the 21st century. Like we're all dressed like adults that are my age and your age walk around wearing t-shirts with like cartoon characters on it and stuff. Like we <laughs> want our childhood. Yeah. We want that. If it, they bring back like the, the happy stools and the table and the tree that was in there. And oh my gosh, we'll, well, we'll eat in more often instead of eating in our cars. And I just saw, I literally just saw this morning some news report that they were talking about that there's some new offshoot McDonald's restaurant. I saw that. It's like a off like a secret restaurant. Yeah, they haven't they haven't announced like what it's going to be yet, but it's like there's speculation about it, but it looks interesting does it okay yeah i think get a chance to like look into it. i was like wait a secret restaurant yeah, we'll by mcdonald right huh. we'll be we'll be reporting on this as they finally reveal okay, more cool. information but i'm wondering i'm like okay are they are they trying to finally like figure it out like are they going to do something like that like because that's what they should do even if they're like well we don't want to change all the mcdonald's but it's like well what if you just opened occasional like mcdonald's right make it a destination right just like we used to have downtown chicago when we used to have rock and roll mcdonald's yes and that was like a special mcdonald's because it was it was near hard rock cafe Uh and all that stuff so it was themed to be like a hard rock cafe kind of thing but it was still just a mcdonald's and that was so popular like people loved it unfortunately the location because the area just got a little eh, you know the location wasn't necessarily great for that sort of destination Mm -hmm. especially not if they were going to do something more like a retro kids kind of one or something like that but if they did something like that at least in the major cities you know what i mean like do one in vegas do one in new york do one in chicago do one in atlanta do one in anaheim or something like that like Mm -hmm. open up like maybe 10 special retro-y, McDonald-land-y kind of McDonald's and just see how they go. Yep. I mean, what's the worst that can happen if it like, oh, people don't like it, which is not going to happen, you know, <laughs> and all, you know, if, they, if if something like that was to happen, all you'd have to do is you just have to put a little more money into it and turn it into another one of your drab ass ones <laughs> like we have now and everything. I think they I should think, go for yeah, it. I don't think that's going to happen. Nah, but we'll, well see. I- that they're going to have to change it. No, I don't think they'd I have to, but I don't happen. know if they're going to catch on to this either. Because we'll what, see. All right, so, you know, one thing we like to do on uh, the episodes here is that I, I, I like to feature, especially if there's anything worth talking about, I like to feature something that is a little bit more Chicago-centric because this is our town. This is, this is where we're at. We're in the Chicagoland area. And Chicago has a really rich history when it comes to geeky stuff, whether it's uh, music, or movies or TV shows and different characters and personalities and stuff like that. Just like we talked recently when we were talking about the uh, old old commercials and stuff, the car (laughs) commercials, Victory Auto Wreckers and all that. You know, we've got these like icons. One icon from Chicago that I think a lot of people did not know was a Chicago icon, is being featured on WTTW.com. Now, WTTW, for those that don't know, is our PBS station here in the Chicagoland mm-hmm. area and stuff. I think people all over, like you can watch, just like with WGN, I think there's people all over that act, are, have the ability now to watch WTTW and stuff. And of course, you can always go online and watch it and right. everything. But WTTW.com just recently ran a really cool feature talking about the origin of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, did yeah, you he's know a that, Chicagoan? Yeah, he was created here in Chicago. I did not know that. Back in 39, a man named Robert Louis May 
had a job as a catalog copywriter for Montgomery Ward. <laughs> I loved Montgomery Ward. I'm going to be talking about them soon when we start uh, looking the at catalog. Christmas yep. catalogs and everything, which, you know, hint, hint, that's a show that's coming up in a few weeks. But anyway, um, Montgomery Ward approached him with an idea because they were they were competing with Sears and they were trying to figure out ways they can do stuff to just draw in more attention, especially kids, mm-hmm. because at Christmas time for stores like Montgomery Ward, Sears, JCPenney, all that stuff, like so much of their business was based on what the kids w- wanted and, and getting the parents into the store. Right. You know, they ended up coming out with uh, a book. It was like a 32 page book that was based on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It started as this little book created mm-hmm. for Montgomery Ward of all things. <laughs> And that's where it came from. Later, it got turned into somebody took it and turned it into a song. And then, of course, it got turned into a movie. Interesting. And it's just funny that it all started from basically Montgomery Wards here in Chicago. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. It's really cool. And like I said, I don't want to spoil the whole story, the whole article, because I, I highly suggest that people go and check it out. I will put a link to this in the uh, in the contents description thing here on the video or the uh, audio podcast, wherever you're checking this out. There will be a link there in the description for you to go check it out, but it's at WTTW.com. And yeah, and, and they've got all sorts of like really cool things like that. They've got another thing in here that's all about the rise and fall of Chicago's mail order giants. So of course mm-hmm. that's again, JCPenney, Montgomery Ward, mm-hmm. Sears, all that, all that stuff that is very, very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that's it's so, like a cool website. It's a great website. I mean, this is, I, this is what I'm into. Like when people talk to me about all these TV shows and these series and these movies and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, Larry, if you don't watch those things, what is it that you watch? And I'm like, I watch PBS. <laughs> it <laughs> you is. You watch a lot of PBS. That's what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm into that kind of stuff. I'm not so much into fiction and everything unless, well, I am. I shouldn't say that because I love comic books. I love Star Wars, Star Trek, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of what I tend to watch on television, I watch a lot of documentaries. Mm-hmm. I watch it. You know, I like, I still, I've, I grew up on PBS. That was what I watched every day. I watched Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, three to one contact, zoom, reading rainbow. You know, <laughs> that was all the stuff I took in every day. I loved learning and I still do. So that's why I get a kick out of this kind of stuff. So, and hopefully by me telling you about this, I'm learning y'all out there. <laughs> I'll learn you. Rudolph shines again. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? So, yeah. Anyway, that I thought that was really cool. And, uh, you know, because it's that time of year. We're at the Christmas time now. Mm-hmm. We're here in Chicago. So even if you're not a Chicagoan, I think it's still interesting and mm-hmm. worth checking so out. Cool. So moving on, this isn't something that was from my childhood, but this was something that was more from around your childhood, even though I don't know if you ever watched it. Um, were you familiar with the show? It was a Disney cartoon thing called Gargoyles. Nope. Really? Nope. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't know because they used to show Gargoyles. That was on TV. That would have been around the same time as like uh, the Batman, the animated series and uh, DuckTales and Tailspin and all those kind of things. Yeah. I probably checked out after DuckTales and Tailspin. Yeah. Gargoyles at the time for you might have been a little too scary. Yeah. It was probably a little too dark. I was like, okay, I'm out. 
yeah, same you'd with ha- Batman. You'd have to. We'd have to get. I don't know if he listens anymore, but we'd have to get your brother to chime in and be like, Jason. Ma- yeah, maybe. Him. Jason, do you remember gargoyles? Because like, this is boy stuff. I'm out. Peace. I'll, I'm gonna go play outside. I'll bet you he's gonna be like, of course I know gargoyles. He's got it. <laughs> he's got to know gargoyles. Well, anyway, it was a really popular show there in like the uh, the early '90s and stuff. Okay. They have officially announced that a reboot of gargoyles is coming, and from what I understand, it's a live action series. Okay. Everything's got to be live action now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is kind of live. But th- this is kind of oh, cool. Wait a minute. What does that say? Well, they're talking about Kenneth Branagh is going to be uh, helming it, which is really cool. Oh. And yeah. And they've got they and the guy that they've got uh, attached to it to write it is Gary Dauberman. Now, Dauberman just recently directed a remake of Salem's Lot. Okay. Which, you know, that's <laughs> big with me and everything. And he's also he's also the guy that wrote the first three Annabelle films. Oh, this could get scary. Yeah. I mean, the show was scary. It, I mean, I don't know. I was watching it. Uh, by the time I saw it, it was a teenager and or, you mm. know all that stuff. So to me, it wasn't scary. But I'm sure to kids your age and Jason's age, it probably was a little intense, you know, at, at times and everything. So it sounds like they're going to take it and make it a live action thing and probably amp it up a little bit, make it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's not going to necessarily be horror. I mean, this is still Disney we're talking about. Right. But an actor, uh, Keith David, who, gosh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to think about where you'd know him from, but I know you'd know uh, Keith David. But he did the voice of one of the main characters on there, and he was very popular. And his voice is very connected to the characters. So they were saying, well, he wouldn't be able, he's too old now to physically be able to do it but he played a gargoyle so if they did do the gargoyle in some sort of like cg type thing Mm -hmm. there's nothing to say that he couldn't come back and do the voice of it okay so that's kind of cool so i think there's a lot especially a lot of the 90s kids a lot of the 90s kids are going to be very interested in checking this out so yeah i'd at least check it out yeah sounds interesting well, there's there's a whole bunch of different reboots that just officially are like greenlit. Now, another one that they just officially greenlit is they are doing a Highlander reboot. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I. We all have our love of Highlander and it's not the same. No, it's not. <laughs> We've talked about this before. We have. There can be only one. And your one is wrong. My one is the original. <laughs> don't care. My one is the original. Don't he care. can't be wrong. No, I don't I don't believe Connor that. Connor McCloud of the Clan McCloud. He is the original. Get cranky all you want. Not I don't this care. Duncan horseshit. Nope. Duncan rolls. That was on, you know. WPWR channel 50 wasn't even on a legit network right I got it so I must run some network that came through I've ladies and gentlemen I have been fighting this fight for so many years now because you prefer the Duncan McLeod series Uh Vito very much prefers the Duncan McLeod series Jess prefers the Duncan McLeod Uh series Mike Feldman my bass player he prefers everybody prefers the Duncan McLeod and you're all (laughs) wrong nope Clearly not. Oh, my God. Christopher Lambert is the Highlander. Okay. You got to have Christopher Lambert. You have to have Sean Connery there as, you know, as a crazy Spanish peacock, he would call him (laughs) and everything. And you have to have Clancy Brown as the Kurgan, one of the best villains of all time. The first Highlander movie is outstanding. Outstanding. 
it even starts with wrestling. They're at like he's at like at Madison Square Garden watching like AWA wrestling or something. <laughs> that just that little detail makes that movie that much more fucking badass. All right, but, I love the first Highlander movie. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Oh man, you can think whatever you want. So anyway, that being said. So I have strong feelings about the idea idea of them doing (laughs) a reboot. However, let me say this. I am a big fan and supporter of Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. I did not hate Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm -mm. I liked him as Superman. I thought there was problems with some of the writing, but I thought him as Superman, his acting, the way he did it, he was great. I could totally see him in Highlander. I can totally see him as Highlander. I... I can totally see it. And that's why, unlike your Duncan McLeod, I am I am more game for checking out Henry Cavill in the lead role here in Highlander. I can I can see him doing that. It's a little similar in ways already to what we got with him with The Witcher, which is a great show. Did you ever watch The Witcher? I have not. No. Oh, wow. Now, here's the thing. I have to admit, because again, I'm terrible with this stuff. When it comes to fiction stuff, I'm always far behind, even on the stuff I love. I I'm, I need to get caught up on The Witcher. I, I, I'm real far behind on it and everything. But what I watched of it was fantastic. And it really sucks you in. And it's funny, but it's, oh, I, it's so good. And especially for you guys, like you and Vito and you guys that kind of grew up more on like a lot of the 90s fantasy stuff, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that I tend to make fun of, you know, but it's <laughs> like, but when you, I get it, you know, when you're a kid and you watch things like Xena or whatever, yeah. like you kind of, you know, Xena and Hercules. And- right. It's not as, it's not near, Witcher isn't hokey, as hokey as those. But in certain respects, it has some of the vibe of it and some, okay. and even some of the humor. You would probably really like The Witcher. Yeah, I have to check that out. It's very good. It's so a, I can prepare for Highlander. Yeah, absolutely. I think I could, that actually would be a good way to prepare for Highlander. Yeah, The Witcher was excellent. And I it just reminds me now that it's like, man, I really got to get caught up on that. <laughs> so anyway, I loved him in that. And I know he's not doing The Witcher anymore, but if he is, if they're able to do with him in the Highlander film, what they did with him in The Witcher, then I'm, I'm on board. Okay. So that's cool with me. Lastly, there's one more, one more. It's not a reboot though. This time, what they're going to do, it's finally a sequel. We've had a lot of those coming out lately. We did, we had the Ghostbuster thing that, mm-hmm. that came up recently, you know, and now they've got the next Ghostbuster one coming out, which were actually very good. Here's another one, and I'll be very interested to see how this plays out, and I'll, I'll explain why after I say what it is. Netflix has released just recently our first look at Eddie Murphy back as the character Axel Foley in Beverly Hills Cop 4. Hmm. Now, did you watch the Beverly Hills Cop movies? I did a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Those movies are great. I thought they were really funny. Mm-hmm. They they were great. But here's the thing. They they were kind of of their time. There's a lot of jokes, as, as is the case of a lot of old Eddie Murphy stuff. Mm, it, not appropriate it anymore. It does not fly now. Yeah, you can't. You can't do a lot of the things that made those movies funny at the time, you know? I mean, because a lot of it's just sort of inappropriate, you know, unfortunately. Now, that's not to say 
that you can't be funny in other ways because maybe looking back on some of those jokes, you go, oh, maybe that really wasn't that funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> we shouldn't have been making fun of some of these things. It was so integral to the character of Axel Foley and, and what made it great and why Eddie Murphy was great at it and stuff. Eddie Murphy is kind of a different guy now. You know what I mean? And I'm really curious to see how he's going to play this all these years later. Yeah, I wonder if that like poke fun of how he used to be. Maybe. Yeah, it's tough to say. Like somebody can like offhandedly bring it up. You're like, mm, ain't going there, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what's interesting about it, though, is not only are they bringing back Eddie Murphy, but they're bringing back a bunch of the other people that were, were Judge Reinhold, Paul Reiser, John Ashton, Bronson Pinchot is going to be in there. He's Belky from Perfect Strangers. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and he's also from our favorite... <laughs> Or at least it was one of our favorites. No, it's not. <laughs> Stephen King adaptation oh, from the Langoliers <laughs> when he's scaring the, the little, little girl. girl. <laughs> scaring the little girl. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, yeah, that's Bronson Pinchot. So he's coming back, but he he plays a very flamboyant character that oh, had like okay, a small in there and everything. And the way they kind of made fun. I'm, I don't know how they're going to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it's also interesting. Kevin Bacon is going to be in it, wow. and he's he's going to play uh, sort of an antagonist, I guess, character to Foley. Uh, Taylor Page is going to be in it as Axel's daughter, and she's a criminal defense attorney. And another favorite actor of mine, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is going to play his partner. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. I am man. picturing uh, Lethal Weapon vibes here. Yeah, maybe. The old guy we're going to retire and the young buck coming in. Maybe. Yeah, because it's you never know what you're going to get with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. I, 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 he could play so many different he's ways. He's such a great actor. Such a great actor, you know. Um, he's going to fall for his daughter and... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn into 500 days of Axel Foley. Like <laughs> he's going to be singing Smith songs in the elevator. Now, anyway, it's a great cast. Uh, Mark Malloy's directing it and stuff. I, I'm, I'm all on board with checking this out. Mm -hmm. I'm very eager to see this. I'm just curious how they're, they're going to do it, do it. But I, you know, I guess we'll see, you know, but more footage has turned up recently online of, retro stuff now i'm a big 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 proponent if you can already guess by the things i was saying of watching retro footage of things like christmas shopping back in the day like when we were kids and things like that now what it is is like one of the beauties of youtube i you know as much as there's things about youtube we can all complain about i suppose one of the beautiful things about YouTube that I liked right away was the fact that so much retro old stuff, things that we hadn't seen in years or hadn't even thought about in years, maybe in some cases, turned up on YouTube for us to watch, whether it was old cartoons, easier access for us to commercials. You know, that's a big thing on YouTube. I mean, we even did our we even did our uh, thing uh, episode a while back with you and I and Matt talking mm -hmm. about commercials. Co commercials that we see on YouTube, you know, from the 70s and 80s and 90s. So one of the things that I love is I love when they find footage. Usually this is footage that's like B-roll stuff from old news reports and things like that, things that were in archives somewhere mm -hmm. and stuff. And I love finding this old footage where they just filmed people in like a mall or in a Sears or a Toys R Us or whatever. 
And recently, a bunch of that stuff has just come out online, and a lot of it is, and it's shared, if you want to see it, uh, it's shared in the Geeking Squad group in a post that I made there. It's a bunch of stuff from people shopping in like 1983, 1984, and all that stuff, and it's so interesting to watch. Now, I love watching this, but what I found really interesting were the comments on these videos because it raised an interesting point. And again, it kind of touches on stuff we've already been talking about tonight, which is a lot of people are saying that they're happy to see it. They love it. They love watching it. But people were commenting and going, you know, it's really weird that I find myself being more entertained watching a half an hour worth of old footage of people just shopping at Macy's and Marshall Fields and Sears and stuff like that, you know, back in 1983, than watching anything that's on like Hulu and Netflix and CBS and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, and I hadn't really thought about it because like I said, I, I already made that correlation for myself a few minutes ago when we were talking about that. But for me, you know, I consider myself to be a weirdo, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I am a true weirdo geek, but I consider myself to be a little odd in that regard. But what was interesting was so many, I mean, dozens and dozens of comments of people talking about that. And it just made me wonder, you know, why do you think that is like, I'm putting it out there to all of you that are listening right now. And I, I would totally appreciate your comments if you would leave them. But even putting it to you right now, Meg, like, why do you think that is? Why? I mean, why do you think that nowadays people going on something like YouTube and watching that stuff? Why do you feel like they're more entertained by that than they are by what's being put out by like regular broadcast television these days? I think people, especially like our age. Yeah. It takes them back to a simpler time in their lives where they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Oh, my gosh, that was so cool. I really wanted that. And I totally forgot this even existed. And I was going to die for it. And so, I again, I think it's this nostalgia factor. And it takes us back to simpler times in our youth. Is it kind of like what we have to it's an escape. uh, Yeah, an escape. And is it kind of like you feel like maybe it's it's because when people watch that stuff, is it some sort of like endorphin rush that they're getting some sort of like, oh, absolutely, like a dopamine rush or something where it's like it's it's giving them it's giving them something they're not getting out of watching whatever the latest NCIS episode is or whatever. Like it's it's giving them some sort of like happier feeling, like some sense of like contentment or something and that's why they're getting so sucked in by it i i think so because just when you were like pulling it up to post it and all right. that and watching you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh well like i said i'm it's like because yeah. i mean that's you but like even <laughs> like you see all the things like these things remember these things from the 80s or the 90s or whatever and you go through all the pictures and it's not video but it's all the pictures people go through there and they well, look at it and they oh, this is so cool. I to- I had this. I love this. This is like, yeah. this is my childhood. And it's all right there. And it's so amazing how we all have that similar thing. Yeah. And it may be because like now there's just so much out there and things are so easily available to us. It's not the same as it was back then when yeah. so many of us, you know, had the same kind of perfume. <laughs> it's like you had the teen yeah. spirits and <laughs> you had the, the teen catalog and, you know, the same kind of music because it wasn't so widespread. You couldn't just have easy access to whatever because we didn't have Internet like that. Right. So I, I think it 
it, it definitely gives us dopamine and takes us back and we, we love it. I think that, yeah, I think so. So you think it's more a reflection of that and not a reflection of like a problem with today's content like maybe people are just not because that's kind of my question is that it's like is it just purely based on people are would rather sit there and watch a youtube video of people shopping in a mall in 1983 rather than watching like whatever the latest hulu series is or something like that do you think you think it's more because of that than just simply the nostalgia lore and not a reflection of that the the content that they're making this new original content on Hulu or whatever is just not that engaging. I don't know if it's so much not that engaging. I think there's so much of it. There's no way we can keep up anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas before we had like eight channels or whatever, you know, and those were our choices and you had to sit there and be there on that front of that TV or you had to tape it and then rewatch it. You could rewatch the same thing over and over again. Well, it's just, we have so many options now. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I can't. So let me go watch this stuff that I have already lived and I get all this other extra feeling from it. Well, and that's kind of why, again, I know I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but now that I'm thinking about it again, is as I'm listening to you, explain it's interesting because i think that that's why a show like stranger things is Mm -hmm. so incredibly popular right aside from the fact that it's well acted and it's well written and it's and it looks good and everything Mm -hmm. it's perfectly combining a new story you know it's a new Mm -hmm. it's a new told story and everything with nostalgia with a huge dose of nostalgia. So it's kind of like watching Stranger Things is like watching a new sci-fi horror movie and watching those old videos from the mall and all that Mm -hmm. stuff mashed together as one. And yeah, I mean, okay. So again, maybe then what it's coming down to is just that there needs to be, I guess it's a little bit of both. Maybe we need more of that sort of like content. And I think that they're trying to do that. I mean, that's why we've got goosebumps and we've got all these things that are sort of trying to go back and and do that. And we don't want it to be oversaturated with that. But, you know, that that makes me think about the fact that like one of the one of the things that I love to watch and I think it's really popular with other people are those series like say Netflix has uh, the toys that made us the toys that mm-hmm. made us absolutely, you know, and the movies that made us yep. and all, all those things like I've watched those shows multiple times like I've watched every episode of all I think what is it three seasons three seasons of the toys that made us I've watched every episode at least three or four times a piece because again i'm i'm a bit ridiculous with that i don't i realize most people probably don't do that but i think there's a lot of people out there that do watch it yeah they're very entertaining and yeah and 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 it's it's tying in because it's people talking about or the movies that made us they're talking about everything from friday the 13th to ghostbusters yeah, to they're all over all that kind of stuff so you're getting that but then you're getting that dose of nostalgia and all that yeah like i said I always felt like i was out on an island a little bit here with how much i'm into the nostalgia thing when it comes to watching goofy old videos i mean if somebody came up to me and was like hey larry here's a videotape i filmed of me walking around you know south lake mall in 1986 for you're a like, couple hours me. i would be like dude i will pay you a hundred dollars out of my pocket for that right now give me that tape because i will digitize that and i will watch that 
over and over again, and I will love every bit of it. You know, I know I'm like that, but it, apparently there's a lot of other people out there that are like that too, and that's... And there's a big movement with it right now, so you're... Yes. Um, and speaking of that kind of stuff and that kind of content here, wrapping up uh, the Shake and Bacon thing, and speaking of toy stores and all that stuff, there is a new season coming out this month in December of a toy store near you. It's a, it's a series that's on Amazon prime. I think, I think this is don't, I could be getting this wrong, but I think it's the fourth season. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. They, I know they've done several seasons already and it's great. It's put together by the same guy and crew that put together the toys that made us and okay. stuff like that. But this is for Amazon prime. And the whole thing is it's like little, I think they're like half hour episodes where they visit different toy stores around the world. It's mm-hmm. not just in the United States. States. Mm -mm. They go to Japan. They go all over. That's very interesting. Actually, It it is really interesting because everybody's got a unique story and the story of the people behind the store, the people who own and run the store, the people who work at the store, all this kind of stuff is what makes it really particularly interesting. And then, of course, I just love seeing all the toys and stuff that they have and they give little history behind certain toys and everything. But What's also super cool and exciting for me and you and the people around here is that this season will feature an episode focused on our local toy store, Crown Point Toys. Really? Yeah. What's kind of a shame is that Crown Point Toys only just recently, I think, what, last month, they just moved to a big new location and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I haven't even... very nice. Oh, is it? I haven't been there yet. So I really want to go. Driven by it like six times the last day yeah oh wow yeah i really really want to go i just haven't had the time or the money you know i really enjoyed when they were just the little small store too and everything so i'm sure that's got to be when they filmed because they probably filmed this like ages ago yeah months and months ago or something that's cool yeah very cool yeah, I've I've gotten some. Really Those are good, great guys over there. Yeah, so. they're they're really cool guys over there and everything. And I've gotten some good stuff from them in the past. So same. All right, so uh, I think it is about time that we move on to our next segment. But before that, we have some words from the sponsor, which is the PFPN, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, of which we are happily a part of. And uh, well, let's let them tell you what they're all about. Here, we'll be right back. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening All right, and we are back with the next segment, which is a little bit of squad talk. Now, in this segment, we like to focus on one topic more specifically. It's usually more of a what we call a real world, real talk kind of topic. And it's something that is uh, still related to the things that we talk about. And what I wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to dwell too long on this, but it was just another interesting thing. Uh, Just this week, Spotify is everybody. I'm sure everybody out there that's listening knows what Spotify is. It's the music uh, streaming service that a huge portion 
portion of us use that we've used at one time or another. Spotify recently released everybody's year-end wrap-up lists to all the Spotify users out there. And what they did was it takes all the data of what you listen to throughout the year and they made some lists for you like and it's it's got when you click on it you get a notification that it's available for you to check out and when you click on it it's got a bunch of like animation and little silly things that make it kind of festive and everything but it highlights things like which top five artists you listen to the most which top five genres you listen to the most which top five songs you listen to the most and all that kind of stuff and it's it's interesting to check out because you you, sometimes you look at it and you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize I listened to that particular song or that particular artist like that much. Like, I think you mentioned it to me the other day. You were you kind of made a comment when those came out about what was like your most uh, streamed guy. Alan Jackson. Yeah. You, I was like, I didn't realize I listened to him that much, but apparently I did quite a bit because he was also top my top three songs. Oh, geez. Oh, Ellen Jackson. So I was like, holy moly. Good Lord. <laughs> I was into him. Yeah. Megan likes her country music, especially her older country music, yep. her 80s, 90s stuff. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was, I thought it was interesting and it and it's raised a couple of interesting um, debates and things to be brought up. But yeah, as, as far as my list went, mine was really funny because I, now I use Spotify pretty Pretty frequently, like on a pretty regular basis, just generally, but mainly what I use Spotify for is when I'm going to bed at night. I have like a really long playlist that has a bunch of music and stuff that is specifically put in that playlist for me to fall asleep to. I use that and not every night, but usually at least multiple nights out of the week. As such, at the end of the year, that by far <laughs> exceeds everything else. Exceeds everything <laughs> else that I listen to. That being said, it doesn't I'm I'm not making fun of this because I mean, obviously it's all music I really like. Mm-hmm. But it's just a very specific kind of music, you know, like, I mean, most people knowing me or looking at me or whatever would associate me at least with more like rock, hard rock, heavy metal, things like classic rock, things like that. There's none of that (laughs) in my Spotify year end list. It was all the Dave Brubeck Quartet, (laughs) Nora Jones. Uh, Roger Whitaker, uh, composer John Barry. Uh, it was it was all things like that. Songs like Aguas de Marcos. Like it was all like total chill, mellow music. And when it told me, it was like you listened to like forty nine thousand minutes of this. I was like, holy cow! <laughs> it's really interesting to because sometimes you even look at when I see certain friends that post this stuff, and I'll be like, oh wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were that into that. that you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, that's that's yeah. I did cool. that a couple times. Like, oh, oh, okay. Or mine was skewed this year because I didn't pay for Spotify. I got rid of my subscription this year. Oh, okay. And it's a pain in the ass oh, <laughs> without man. the subscription. That I hated it. Yeah. And so I just recently broke down and started paying for it again. Yeah. So that probably skewed. Mm. what I listened to as it, well. It could. I, I really didn't listen to it that much this year for that reason because it irked the crap out of me. Right. Well, and then that kind of gets into some of the debates and stuff like that too because, I mean, really, really, sh- people should at the very least be paying for Spotify if they're going to use it because I know it well, does, yeah. I, I know it does have the, I It mean, has plenty of ads, trust me. Commercials and stuff. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, for me, it's like I, I don't feel right using it without at least paying the 
10 bucks a month or whatever, whatever the price is anymore. I can't remember 10, 12, $14 a month, whatever mm -hmm. it is for the premium thing. But yeah, I couldn't deal with all those commercials, especially <laughs> no. since, well, and especially for me, because I don't want the commercials. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep through True. it. You know, I don't want these <laughs> and stupid the commercials, commercials and then you can't play certain things and it won't right. let you look up the, oh, it was awful. Right. Like, I can't, I can't, this is unusable. But what was interesting and one thing, the negative side of this was that I've seen a lot of people being really negative towards each other and like fights, like arguments on, on Facebook and stuff like that. People arguing about this whole thing because there's a bunch of other people that are taking the stance of like, screw your year end Spotify wrap ups, you bunch of posers. Like I never use Spotify and you know, blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And it rips off artists and all this other shit. Well, here's the thing. You're not wrong <laughs> because as an artist who is on Spotify and I'm on Spotify in multiple forms formats because we're on Spotify. Right. You and I are on Spotify as part of this show, mm -hmm. but I am also on Spotify because I'm in November's doom and we've got, you know, 30 years worth of music on there right. and everything. And Kayla's clones on there. And the Kayla's clone is on there as well. Yes. And I'm on at least one of those CDs. So it does suck everybody. I mean, I can't really defend it in mm -hmm. that regard because the, they don't pay us the creators and the artists and stuff, they don't pay us anywhere near what we should be owed. It's a real problem. But the reason I want to bring this up and I'm curious to get your input on this too. And, and all of you at home is this, and it's, we get at each other's throats about it and we point fingers at each other. And I don't think that's what should be happening. Like as an artist, as somebody that makes content that is on Spotify that I am not being properly accounted to for, I can say, honestly, I don't want any of my fans or friends. I don't want them fighting with each other over this. What good does that do? It, it doesn't. Well, the problem is, is the people that are think that they're taking I'll, I'm going to say my side in this instance, right? right? Trying to stick up for that you. Are trying to stick up for the the uh, creators, right? Like myself, they're they're trying to side and go. Well, you know, you're screwing them over because you're you're listening to them. You should be going out and just buying the CD, buying the vinyl, blah 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 blah, and. Like, here's the thing. I, of course, I want you to go out and buy the vinyl. Mm -hmm. Of course, I want you to go out and buy the CD. Mm -hmm. I, if you can do that, that is wonderful. And that's a huge, huge help to us. And it allows us to continue to exist and do what we do. But even if you don't, and there's a lot of people that don't for various reasons, a lot of people just don't have the means or they're just not collectory types and they don't have the space or maybe they've got five kids and they just are like, I can't be going out and buying a bunch of records and CDs with my situation, but I still love your music. And I get that. You know, I respect that. Somebody like myself, because I even had somebody make a comment to me yesterday. I had commented on another friend's uh, post talking about the Spotify stuff. And I had made a comment and somebody spot commented to me about insinuating basically that I and other people that were, you know, I guess supporting or whatever you want to call Spotify by using it and talking about our year end wrap ups that were posers and all this stuff like, yo, you posers, you know, go buy the music. And I'm like, do they have any idea how much music you own? I'm like, okay, dude, check this out. So here's the thing. <laughs> They've clearly never been in your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, check this out, man. I can't speak for everybody else. 
But I can tell you right now that if you just walked into my living room, for Christ's sakes, right Mm -hmm. now, and you looked at the shelves on my back wall and you saw how many, I don't even know because I've lost count. I want to say hundreds, hundreds, but it's probably getting into thousands now of just vinyl, just vinyl that I own. And I still buy vinyl, new vinyl, old vinyl. I buy I buy new press vinyl. I buy vinyl of new artists, new releases. I buy vinyl all the time when I can, as much as I can afford, because that shit ain't cheap. No. And I've bought digital downloads. I've bought just actual like MP3s and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've bought digital downloads in the past. I've done my part and I continue to do my part. Plus, I pay for Spotify every month. All right. If you don't like that, that's fine. If you don't believe in it, you don't think that's the way it should be, that's fine. But if you're going to come at me or anybody else like me in that way and you think you're doing it because you're sticking up for the artists like myself, you're not. And you're not helping anything. What I think needs to happen here is we need to complain. Yeah, people should be complaining about what's going on with the streaming services and stuff like that and the sharing and all that. But we need to be focusing that in the right direction. And it needs to be getting focused at the companies. Go write your record label, write whoever, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And people blow it off. And that's fine. You want to blow it off? Blow it off. But then by the same token, a lot of you same people that are blowing that off are pointing fingers at me because I posted a Spotify year-end wrap-up. <laughs> you're, you're, you're focusing in the wrong direction and everything. And there is still a lot of good that comes from using things like Spotify. It's keeping a lot of the music alive. Right. Because it it can expose people to new music. Just like our friend just made Shadows of Jupiter. Right. Made their debut on Spotify. And that's how a lot of people are going to find them to be able to go buy their records and their merch and go to their shows. Right. You know, et cetera. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, so if you want to find stuff on Spotify and I get it, you know, if people are sitting there going, well, don't just listen to music on Spotify for free and never that's all you do. I understand that. Yeah, that isn't as helpful. All I'm saying is, is there's a there's an X factor there that a lot of people don't even think about that really does matter. And it really does help um, because unfortunately, the way things are done nowadays, and this is I'm just trying to like inform people here if you don't know. The way things are done nowadays, because there's not enough record sales and chart positions and all that stuff anymore, like it used to be 20, 30 more years ago, Mm -hmm. so much of how things are done nowadays is based on what your streaming numbers are, what Mm -hmm. your view count is. I mean, we know this just from our show. This is why we're always like (laughs) pleading with people like, please, (laughs) please like our videos, you know, on YouTube, please share share it, please like. It's, it's vital. That's all it, they care about. Vital is the key word. It is not the vital. quality of the content. None of that matters. Yeah, it's unfortunately. The numbers behind it. And it's ridiculous that it's that way, but it is that way. And so we had the attitude with November's Doom at first, like for a little while there, when we were going through stuff with our old record label, none of our stuff was available even for streaming. It wasn't on uh, Spotify there briefly. And we heard from a ton of people that was like, whoa, we can't listen to your music anymore. Where did it go? Mm -hmm. And we were like, wow, 
like that was quick. Like people really freaked out on it and everything. And us getting the numbers for a band at the end of the year. Yeah, it's not translating financially the way we would like it to. But in terms of even just allowing us to have an idea of how we're being received and where and how much and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure it helps you get new labels. and. Well, and it does. That's what I was going to say. That helps us with a lot of things. That helps us when we have those kind of numbers and we're trying to get on big festivals and stuff mm-hmm. and we can go to them and be like, hey man, you know, we are a viable band. Like we've got a lot of fans, you know, and all that kind of stuff. We used to be able to do that with sound scan numbers when you would <laughs> scan an album, a CD at the store and mm-hmm. it would record how many sales there were. Well, that doesn't exist anymore that right. that's that's pretty much moot at this point all i'm saying is is that it's good that people are still using spotify i prefer it when you pay for it i prefer it when you go out and you can buy a t-shirt or buy a digital download or buy a record or whatever you can do but don't jump all over each other it's not worth jumping on everybody else's case yeah, band for together it. and let's really get to the bottom of this i encourage you guys if you do use spotify and you're like hey man i use spotify whether you pay for it or you don't or whatever you do share in the geeking squad group i'd love to see what you all uh listen to like what did you listen to because it also shows like what podcasts you guys are listening to and everything i got a top five list of the podcasts that i was, Did you? Yeah, that I was listening to. Yeah, it, it rounded that up for me, and it was great because it had Comic Geek Speak. <laughs> you know, it 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 had um it had Pod Stallions. You know, Bri- Brian mm-hmm. and Jason show. Like it showed that I you know they were in my top five and everything. And I'm like, oh good, like that that's cool. That made me happy to know that you know they keep track of that and everything because it helps the shows. It really does help those shows. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So all that stuff. So share it in the group. And I'm curious to see what you guys were, uh, guys and gals and everybody were listening to. Let's move on to one of our favorite things to do here in the squad talk. And it's talking about the memes. Yes. We have all our memes and things that come up in the group. Um, one of our, we have to give the shout out, man. Like Javier, he's, he, <laughs> he's he, the man. He is the meme the master. Yeah. yeah. He is a real mean meme master. <laughs> And he always comes up with the really good ones and he mm-hmm. shares in there. And one of the ones that, of course, was near and dear to my heart <laughs> was he shared because we just just this past a week ago, we had Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And he shared build your Thanksgiving meal. Yes. So you had you had fifteen dollars to spend. OK, that ain't much. That's not much. So, <laughs> that ain't much for a Thanksgiving. All right. Meal. So here's what you have to choose from. In okay. the $5 category, you right. choose turkey, ham, steak, or chicken. Okay. The $4 category, you have mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing, or green bean casserole. Okay. $3 category, you have gravy, uh-huh. <laughs> yams, roasted vegetables, or mac and cheese. Okay. $2. You can spend on apple pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or or lefsy. Yeah. And one dollar category, you have garlic knots, deviled eggs, pigs in a blanket, or bread rolls. So you have fifteen dollars to build your meal. That's not possible. You got to. It's impossible. It's not. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, all right. Let me let me take a crack at this. All right. So first of all, the turkeys. I mean, that's just got to be there. All right. Five bucks. It's mandatory. You got 10 so left. I have to spend $3 on gravy because anybody that knows me 
knows that <laughs> gravy is one of the main Your food, food group. groups. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gravy. I, I just love gravy. All right. So that's $8 spent. So what does that leave me? It was $7? That's it? That's it. Okay. But, they, but wait. Okay. Nope. Come on. You got to make this happen. They put all in a $4 category. They put mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing, and green bean casserole. Yeah. I love all four of those. Well, you can't have all four because you only have $7. So, yeah, which is bullshit because that means I can't even have two. I can only pick one. You can only pick one. Otherwise, I'd have to give back the gravy. Mm-hmm. And that ain't going to happen. Or a turkey. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just dumb. That's just dumb. Yep, this you can is only pick one. bullshit, Javier. <laughs> Damn it. I, I thought you liked this one. It's near and dear to your heart, remember? I did. Well, the, the Thanksgiving <laughs> meal is near and dear to my heart, but not having to narrow it down this much. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, but gravy should not be a $3 choice. That should have been a, a lower choice. It's gravy. No, it's it's a staple. You have to have I know it's a staple. Everything on here is a staple. Come on. $7. Pick something. <sighs> well, I got turkey. I got gravy. I have to go mashed potatoes. Okay. Because again, anybody knows me, mashed potatoes. So you're looking at nine, three. So that's 12. 12 uh-huh. So I got $3 to spend. Yep, yep. $3. $3. You can pick a dessert and a side or a bunch of sides. All right. I got to think about this. Okay. So this is Thanksgiving. Now, I love, so looking at the sides, I love garlic knots. I love deviled eggs. Oh, I love pigs in a blanket. Rolls. Oh, man. Yeah, you can still choose yams, roasted vegetables, or mac and cheese, too. And not have any dessert. Well, okay. So here's here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to do. All right. Now, I'm assuming that I can do this. So I've got turkey. Mm -hmm. I've got mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. And I've got gravy. Mm -hmm. Now, it would be nice to have a sweet thing in there. So it'd be tempting to get the apple pie or, you know, pumpkin pie or something like that. But if I take yams, That's if they're the candy, if they're, if, they're the, if they're the sweet yams, the candied yams, that technically could be my sweet. That could be could. my dessert. Mm-hmm. I guess by default, that's what I got to do. Okay. I got to go turkey, mashed potatoes, candied yams and gravy. Okay. Because, but not having stuffing is some horseshit. <laughs> that is horseshit. Not being able to have that. Oh, that makes me mad. I mean, I love deviled eggs and pigs in a blanket and all that stuff, but I don't I don't have to have that necessarily on Thanksgiving because I'm going to gorge on the turkey and the mashed potatoes and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need the appetizers. Now, if they had stuffed mushrooms on there, that'd be a real fucking problem. <laughs> all right, so yeah, that's going to be my thing. $5 okay. turkey, $4 mashed potatoes, $3 gravy, $3 candied yams. I'm out. Okay. I will just eat the shit out of that. Okay. So, Meg, what are you picking? So, obviously, I'm going turkey. Okay. I'm taking the stuffing. Okay, okay. Okay, so, so that's, that's $9. $9. I have to take the pumpkin pie. Okay, so that's 11 11 I want those deviled eggs. That's 12 So, what, I have three more dollars? You got $3 left. Um, I'm leaning towards pecan pie and garlic nuts. Okay, so let's recap here. So, you've got turkey. Yep. Stuffing. Yep. Pecan pie. Yep. Garlic knots. Yep. And deviled eggs and pumpkin pie. Wait, no, I don't think that adds up, right? It does add up. Five. So turkey is five. Yep. Stuffing is four, so that's nine. Nine. Pumpkin pie. Okay, so that's nine, 11. 10, 11. Pecan pie, 12, 13. Okay. Deviled eggs is 14. Yeah. And garlic knots is 15. Yeah, okay, that does add up. That's a lot of food. That is a lot of food. Wow. There's plenty of food. I, I Yeah, all right. I think that's fine. <laughs> You know, I mean, no, I mean, like, I mean, you can have whatever you want. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I don't have to approve of it. But I'm saying, like, for me, 
if I did that, I mean, obviously, obviously I couldn't have pecan pie because I can't have pecans. Right. So if I was to eat that, it'd be turkey stuffing, pumpkin pie, deviled eggs. You said, what was the other one? Garlic knots. The garlic knots. So what would that leave? Two dollars. I don't need two desserts. I need two desserts. Yeah, you, yeah, you <laughs> would need two desserts. That's that's funny. Yeah, I could probably live with that. If I was going to do that and it left me with two bucks, I would probably just go ahead and get the pigs in the blanket and the bread rolls. Then. There you go. More sides. Yeah. 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 I'm more about all the sides. Or I would just give up the garlic knots. I'd keep the deviled eggs. And get your gravy. And I would either get, yeah, I would get the gravy. Yeah. That's you probably, have to have your gravy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm getting okay. gravy one way or another. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Yes. That was tough, but fun. All right, Meg, you posted a choose meme. Yep. And what was this one? This is, you can only bring back one. These are always so hard. Of these <laughs> vintage uh, stores. Right. So we have Blockbuster Video. Yep. Toys R Us. Mm. Kmart. Mm. Or Radio Shack. Oh, you can man. only bring one of them back. Okay. All right. Why don't you start with this one since you shared it? What? What? If you can only bring one of them back, what are you bringing back? Um, I am leaning towards Blockbuster. I had a feeling you were going to say that because I enjoyed going on the, the Friday night after school and going and picking out the movies, going yeah. and walking up and down the aisles, smelling the popcorn and getting the candy. And it was just as good as going to the movies for me. It really was. And I was. had so many choices. Me and my brother got to pick our own movie and then my yeah. parents picked a movie. It was a, such it was a joyful an experience. It yeah. was an event, yes. Yeah. So I miss being able to do that. I get that. Instead of just kind of flipping through all the ones that we have in our streaming services and stuff like that. They, I mean, they had everything. Yeah. Even I got the same one over and over again. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did you rent from Blockbuster the most? Um, I don't remember, but okay. mostly likely like Quigley Down Under or something oh, like that. <laughs> Quigley Down Under. <laughs> or maybe some rom-coms. I was but... say, ladies and gentlemen at home <laughs> listening to this, when I asked her that question just now and said, what movie do you, did you write the most? You knew what most? I was going to say, didn't you? Well, I mean, like, did anybody at home think like, <laughs> I bet she's going to say something really obtuse like quigley down under they were probably they were probably thinking like, like she's Seattle gonna say or... she's gonna say beetlejuice or she's gonna say robin hood or or twister or one of these other ones no we got quigley down under which is actually which gonna, is gonna that's gonna lead us one, in, that's so. gonna lead us into the next meme but we'll get there when we get there no you know what honestly i had a feeling you were gonna say blockbuster and the way you explained it that makes perfect sense and i gotta say that that almost makes me want to choose that oh yeah really yeah, it almost makes me want to choose that for that reason because that whole experience like you were talking about of going into the video store and looking i would spend a lot of time in the video mm, store. absolutely like quite a it while wasn't like run and run out mm, you had to if go there up was and down something the specific i was going for yeah. I would go for that and I'd still go up and down the aisle. Right. But, but I mean, yeah. Uh, so I totally relate. I can understand that. Um, I'm not going to go with Blockbuster though. Okay. The obvious one, everybody's going to be like, well, come on, Larry, you're going to say Toys R Us. Well, maybe, maybe I'm going to say Toys R Us. I, I don't, I don't know. Does it help if we use, I do believe Andy said in the group, I don't know if this is going to help that Toys R Us is already making a comeback so we don't have to vote it back in. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I get what Angie's saying, but that's kind of 
that's kind of a technicality there. I don't okay. think that's what. Here is what's really going to make it more of a technicality. Kind of, I guess, in a way of like what Angie's saying, but taking a little bit of a different angle here. When they're asking you, you can only bring back one. Do they mean bring it back to the way it used to be or the way it's likely to be now? Because, I would assume in the way it used to be. Because see, that's the thing. It's like Toys R Us towards the end and the where, where Toys R Us was at, even though I very much do miss it, but where Toys R Us ended up being at in the years before it closed down, you know, we'll say the last, basically the 21st century, almost most of the 21st century. It was not, it was a shell of what it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. compared to how awesome it was. Everything from the way it looked, the way it was laid out, there's the different stuff they had and did well, there. I mean, so was Blockbuster. I mean, I'm thinking more like in its heyday, this right. is how I wanted to come back. Okay. I guess if it's going to be that, then yeah, I will probably go with Toys R Us. Okay. But it's really tempting to say Kmart or Radio Shack. And there's a big part of me now that I, oh, it's hard for me to say this, but I almost think that if I'm really being honest with myself, I'd be as excited to bring back Radio Shack. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Radio Shack was really cool and i didn't appreciate it enough when i was younger (laughs) and now that i'm older i appreciate radio shack so much more all its gadgets all the gadgets and yeah there's so much more i would get out of radio shack now as an adult than i did back then Mm -hmm. but radio shack had really cool toys and stuff i actually have like this toy that i bought in radio shack back in the early 90s i think he was called like electro man or something like that it was like Mm -hmm. this really cheesy sort of um Kind of reminds me of Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way. Same idea. But it was like a thing you put batteries in him and he looked kind of like RoboCop a little bit. But if you put this lightsaber thing in his hand, it would light up and do stuff. And if you put a gun and it was just a cheesy Radio Shack toy. And I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Like I'm so into that kind of stuff. And I love Tandy computers and I love all the Yeah, the gadgety stuff. There is a big part of me that really wishes Radio Shack could come back. <laughs> So I'm kind of like the more adult me wants to bring back Radio Shack. The nostalgic kid in me wants to bring back Toys R Us. Pick one. K- Kmart is really cool too. Well, if I'm going to be absolutely forced to pick, I will I will say Toys R Us. Okay. But depending on what Toys R Us ends up looking like, if it does, it's coming back now and everything, I reserve the right to possibly change my opinion <laughs> later and say, you know what? I uh, Give me Never give mind. me Radio Shack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. so move on. So I posted another meme in here. Yes, you did. And this it, is such a you meme. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing in the 1980s? And it has all these wonderful men with these little big, luscious <laughs> mustaches. Jesus. So we want to know who had the best mustache. Do you want to name off who all these people well, are? Well, yeah, I don't even know if I can name you all can of name them. them better than me. There, there's a bunch of them. You've got like, John Oates from Hall and Oates, Eddie Murphy, Weird Al Yankovic, Mike Ditka, Prince, Freddie Mercury, Geraldo Rivera, Charles Bronson, Frank Zappa, Burt Reynolds, and uh, is that Sam Elliott there? Looks like it. And Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Tom Selleck, Wilford Brimley, diabetes, uh, Lionel Richie, and Alex Trebek. Wow. That's quite a that's, that's quite a bit of mustache there. Yeah. Why don't I leave this up to you? Because you're, you're I mean, 
It's pretty obvious for me. You're going to say Tom Selleck, right? Oh, yeah, I am. Quigley Down Under. Quigley Down Under. Well, okay, I so. I love his mustache. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> You're so weird. Magnum P.I. See, Megan should have been born in like the 50s. So you could have been a middle-aged woman in, in the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> and you would have just. It's like, yes. You would have just eaten it up, you know. <laughs> Although Hulk Hogan had a pretty sweet mustache. Oh, my God. That thing was so cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's. Good. It was so cool back then. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, Well, I, because I'm such a huge fan and, and it's so iconic to him and everything. A lot of these are actually very iconic I mustaches. Um, I'm going to go with Frank Zappa. Okay. Because I mean that Zappa mustache, you know, and then with the little with the little hair under the lip and everything like that whole look, you know, like you can just there. There's T-shirts that out there that have just the mustache and the little Did, hair. Are there really? There. And you know, looking at it, you go, "Oh, that's Zappa." <laughs> like even without the rest of his face, like you know that Zappa. It's so iconic. Hmm. And I know you could probably do that with some of these other mustaches and stuff too, but that one in particular, it just had such a defining shape and everything. But I mean, it's just so funny because this is this just is like this looks it's like this is your childhood. Yes. Right. Like looking at all these people like it's just Ditka. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I grew up in Chicago and in a, in a very football household, man. <laughs> it's still a fucking football household. Yes. I fucking love football so much. But, um, you know, Ditka was just like the hero in my house, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, the Ditka's got it. That's that's probably my runner-up is the Ditka and everything. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with, you're going with Selleck and I'm going with Zappa. All right. All right, cool. <laughs> what are you guys going with out there? Yeah, you, I, we want to know. You guys got to <laughs> let us know in the comments. So we're always begging you, leave a comment. We got to know. I really got to know what <laughs> mustache you're picking out of this. This That would be hilarious. We've got one more. One um, more. Our buddy Matt. Yep. Good old Matt. He posted uh, a choose meme, and this was about video game controllers. And the question was, which controller did you start with? Now, I'm not going to list all of them off, but it's got... You know, it's got all the usual suspects. Number one is an Atari 2600 joystick. Number two is the controller from uh, NES. Mm -hmm. uh, number three is that, what is that, Sega? Sega, probably. Yeah, Sega. Number four is uh, Super Nintendo, so on and so forth. We've got, we've got the... Got an Xbox controller in Right, here, PlayStation. We've got, yeah, we've got all these, all the, think of all the controllers out there, folks. Yeah, so, Wii and, yeah. Yeah, the got Wii controller and stuff. So this is... Which controller did you start with? So, Meg, which one did you start with? I started with number one, Atari. Oh, you had an Atari. Yes, we did. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely, we did. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. I th I thought for a minute maybe you started with like Nintendo or Nintendo, Sega yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, this one. Well, no, we played Atari a lot. Oh, okay. A lot before we got Nintendo, but it was a very exciting time. To yeah. Nintendo. Oh, I bet. But yeah, we started Atari. Played Pong. Oh, okay. A yep. Lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Obviously, anybody who knows me, you know, you've seen me wear the Atari shirts and you've heard me talk about Atari and I'm going to be talking more about Atari coming up soon, soon because I've got for Christmas, I got me the new Atari 2600 plus coming and everything. So I will be doing a thing about that. But yeah, for me, um, it would be Atari. Now, here's a real quick addendum to it. That might have been your first one. But what is your favorite? Nintendo NES. The regular NES. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Even though it hurt your hands. Your yeah. thumbs, you're pressing those buttons. Oh, your thumbs, you get real tired. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah, well, no, for me, it's got to be the Atari joystick. Yeah. I still, I'm still not good as, as we've proven on this show before. I'm still not good <laughs> with the whole D-pad thing. Like I give me a joystick and I, I, You're I've good. got a fighting chance. <laughs> you give me like a super Nintendo controller and I'm, I'm a mess. You just like you and Vito are like, what are you, what are you doing? Larry? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just pressing I'm just buttons. Pressing why button. is it doing that? And it's like, why did you press that button? And I'm like, cause I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> as evidence, by the way. I play Mario Kart. It's amazingly bad. Oh, (laughs) boy. What do you suggest? All right. So this last segment here, we're going to try to do this as quick as possible because I know this is a long episode. We we tend to go long on this, yeah. but you know that's that's what you're in for, folks. <laughs> if you want uh, thirty minutes or less digestible things, then you can watch some of our toyetic videos and things like that. Uh, but this is the long haul show, you know. Uh, in the what do you suggest segment, we like to suggest to you all. Uh, things that we are into, stuff we've recently enjoyed. It could be new content or old things that we've, you know, found again or something like that. For me, the thing that I'm going to suggest, it's something old that is new again in a bunch of different ways. We are talking about the return of the 10th Doctor. Now is the 14th Doctor, (laughs) and we don't know how that's happening, but my suggestion is that you check out the new Doctor Who special. It, it, it's on Disney Plus, and it's so good. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because that is also what I want to suggest. Because is it that freaking good? Yeah, you enjoyed it. I it oh, was so good. I, I told was like, how you. is this even going to work? How is he going to meet Donna again? And how I was like, oh my gosh, how is he even back in? None of this makes sense, but it all made perfect sense. It was brilliant. Yeah, I told you. I told you. Oh I my knew, gosh! I knew you were gonna dig it. Yep. I as, after I was like, oh my god, and this the is Tardis is so sexy and clean. And... <laughs> this oh, Tardis looks well, great. For Anyway, oh man, yep. it's it's so good. Here's the thing I want to say real quick. Now I've always been a Doctor Who fan, and many years ago we turned you on to Doctor Who, yes. and you became a big Who fan and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I've ever stopped liking Doctor Who, but admittedly, the last couple of Doctors with Capaldi and with... Yeah, Capaldi lost me. And with Jodie Whittaker, I thought they were fine, but some of the writing and stuff I didn't care for. I need to go back and really properly watch that stuff, especially the Whittaker stuff. I really mm-hmm. didn't yeah, take that in as much. I thought she her. was, which I thought she was great. She was, she was an awesome doctor. I just, some of the stuff I tried watching, I was like, I'm not jiving with these stories and the mm. way they're, the way they're directing this, but we've got David Tennant for now, temporarily back. We've got, Donna back. That's crazy. We've got Russell T. Davies back writing and helming all this stuff. The you know the the guy that that brought us back in the first place with <laughs> Eccleston and with Tennant and all that stuff. I you know I had high hopes for it. I was really worried I was going to be let down. I wasn't let down Mm-mm. at all. I'm not going to spoil anything for you people because I really want you to go watch it. I wasn't let down at all. And here's the thing: I didn't realize it it reminds me of the line in excalibur when arthur finally drinks from the chalice and everything when he drinks from the grail and he says 
I didn't realize how empty my soul was until it had been filled. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize how much I missed it and needed it. I was like, oh God, this is so good. Like, oh man, I needed this. I needed <laughs> this back. I needed the 10th doctor back. I needed oh, Dr. Donna. So I needed this kind of content. I needed this sort of story. And here's the other thing I want to say real quick. Not going to get preachy, but I'm just going to like kind of give my opinion because this is what we suggest. You're going to see, because I've already seen it, you're going to see people online that are going to be complaining about the Doctor Who specials because they're going to talk about how it's kind of preachy because there's topics in it that are relevant to social topic things that are going on these days. And just like we talked about recently with mm -hmm. Disney and all that stuff and they're going to, and there's some people that are saying that they don't like that. Don't listen to them. Watch the episode, have an open mind and pay attention. They make it make sense. Everything they do in there. It's not just fearlessly thrown in there to preach at you. Yeah. It's not, it's not pandering. No, it's not pandering the stuff that, yeah, there's things in there that has to deal with, you know, sexuality and gender and blah, 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 blah. It all makes sense to the story. Yes. It, they made it so make good. perfect sense to the story where you go, well, of course, well, of course it's that. Well, of course that character turned out like that. Of course it, it all makes sense. It's not just a bunch of bullshit they threw in there just to appease certain people out there. It's great. Yes. And yeah, I'm glad that's cool. So is that, that going to be your suggestion? That's my suggestion too. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. So that works out beautifully you because doubly go watch it. And yeah, there's going to be, there's three episodes total. The next one I think is out today. Oh, is it? Yeah, I believe All right, so. Then we need to shut up. So I watch it. <laughs> no, I really want to watch it. <laughs> so, uh, but that first one, go and watch the first one and then take it from there. And obviously if you're not that much into doc, you know what? Even if you're not that into doctor who, they also did a great job of catching you up with what you needed to know before you watch that right. episode. It's like why he can't be. Right. Why, what the problem is with, with him coming back and, and with Donna being there and seeing him, they explain a lot of it for people that either don't remember or aren't, or just don't know, don't you know, know aren't yeah. too sure. This is where they're going to jump in at. So they made it good for you to jump in with it. Yes. So go awesome. Watch go watch it. And then lastly, we always suggest out another content creator out there, a channel or a podcast or something that we really like. And Meg, I think you have one that you wanted to suggest. Yes. I recently found this YouTube channel and it's called Be Amazed. Okay. And they do a bunch of like fact videos. Okay. Um, I watched, I was watching one today on my way home, actually. It was like mysterious things that have appeared and just as quickly as they appeared, they disappeared. Like the monoliths from like 2019 or whatever that was that right. just kept appearing out of nowhere and then they were gone just as fast as that. Right. Um, and then there was another one like, you know, the male body and facts about that. And it was actually interesting. Okay. And another one was, um, these are, you know, the life-saving tips that we've learned to grow up with. And like, you don't wiggle too much when you're in quicksand and stuff like that, or make sure you stand still. And like, nope, that's not right. Don't do either one of those because you're going to die if you don't have somebody <laughs> to heroically pull you out. This is what you do. And they were just really interesting. And the guy... Um, who's doing it presents it very well. It's like 
he has cartoons that goes along with what he's doing. Okay. And it's fun. And he does like a lot of bad puns. You know, I love that. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun the way he does it and you learn stuff. So yeah, that sounds cool. I've never watched it. Nope. I've never seen any chance. And there's the shorts, easy 20, 30 minute digestible stuff. So okay. So just fun little YouTube perfect thing things. to watch on your lunch break kind of thing. Exactly. All right, cool. Be amazed. It's called on yep. YouTube. Yeah, he's got oh, he's got a lot of subscribers. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So it's a popular channel. It's funny. I've never seen it before. Oh, that's why this helps. That's why we're, hopefully we're turning you all on just like you just did with me with this mm-hmm. channel because I'd never seen this before. So uh, yeah, oh, they've got Instagram and TikTok as well. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Be amazed. Yeah, that sounds, I'm sure I will be amazed because that sounds like stuff right up my alley. All right. And with that, we are out of here. Well, this was a fun one. A lot of fun stuff to talk about on this one. Uh, Next time we're back, I think uh, it's going to be pretty close to Christmas. So we'll probably do, maybe maybe we'll do like a special Christmassy one. I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on. See what's going on in the squad. But uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, folks. And uh Like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. We'll see you all real soon. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.